0: yo yo yiggity yo yo what's going on y'all coach bees if you don't know me Deshawn beasley on instagram at sir Beezus, s-i-r-b-e-a-z-u-s your host for beast productions podcast beast if you don't know stands for bringing empowerment and skills together and that's exactly what we strive to do on this show Right, we're going to give you different nuggets that are going to add value to your life and empower you to be a better you. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. And if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. And like I said, add me on the iJizzle at Sir S I R B E A Z U S. Enjoy the show. So we live this recording. So go ahead, everybody who features on my podcast has to give three things that they're grateful for. So what are three things, my friend, that you are grateful for? Um, I think the first thing I'm thankful for is the
1: family that I have. I've had a very supportive family that's helped me accomplish almost anything that I've accomplished in my life. Okay. Second, great friends. Um, I've had people around me that have always been there to support me and help really push me and get me to that next level. Um, I would consider you one of those people, 2 Three. I'm just thankful to be alive and breathing on this earth. And you know, I think it's very fortunate that we get to wake up every day and have the opportunity to start over or continue on our path. Mm-hmm. You know, every day we get to we have to make a choice. You
0: know, to basically live our lives. And that Oh, that was good. That good. good so, for those who are listening, kind of give them a background on who you are, Dr. Brown. Yeah, um, so I'm a physical therapist. Um, I
1: work for the Indiana Pacers and the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, which is their uh, G League team. Um, I met Deshaun back in undergrad, um, and we've been good friends ever since, um, you know.
0: say a lot of things about myself, but uh, what are three interesting fun facts then, since we're doing the icebreaker? Oh, uh, icebreaker? Okay, three interesting things about myself. Yeah.
1: Um, I like to sing occasionally. Okay. We'll make that interesting fact number one. Occasionally? All the time? Um, you? <laughs> I, yes, occasionally. Only, only when I feel like it. And I actually, I got to see the National Anthem for a Pacers game. Um, not this past season, but the year before. Dude, that's um, a really fun fact. fact. Yeah. Fun facts number
0: two. <laughs> what? I'm just a, Oh. I'm on the spot right now. That one fun fact is fine. We'll move on. Let's move on. <laughs> He said, I'm on the spot. I crumbled under pressure. <laughs> Fourth quarter, do not pass Colin the ball. That's fine. All right, so what we're going to talk about today, to kind of give you guys a background on what's happened so far today. Woke up early this morning. Um, a friend of Collins uh, invited us to her church. Um, we get to the address, and we're at a mall, and we're like, okay, this doesn't look like a church. Um, he went through and checked the messages again. And we put in the wrong address. We put in the address to where we we're gonna eat lunch after church. So pretty much we missed the service. So we're like, hey, why don't we just have our own like little Bible study, little church? Um, I have notes from the service I went to last week um, in Cincinnati. So I'm kind of go over that. Um, uh, where did you where where'd you go? I don't know the name of the church. I don't. I forgot the name of the church. Um, it's uh, it's on my phone. But then the name of the pastor is Eric Petrie. And like he kind of gave like his like background as like, when he started preaching. He's been all over the, the world, you know, preaching the word. The church is very nice. You can tell that you've done a lot of fundraising and different things on like that sort. Um, but the verse, I guess the one thing, yes, Luke 10, 19, that verse, like that's how he started it off. And um, the verses, uh, God gave me, gives me the power to, Step over serpents and scorpions, and he grants me the power to basically um, rise above the the thoughts of others. Um, you can uh, you can double check that for me because I'm pretty sure that was it was a close it was a it was a close cliff notes version. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pull it up and, and read it
1: for the people here. Word word. I'm going to read from the NIV in just a moment. Luke ten nineteen. 19. Mm-hmm. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you.
0: Mm-hmm. So that, so in the new King James version in that they already translated it from power to authority, but because in the first, Part of that verse, power is used in the Greek form. Well, and it's, it was written in Greek. But translate, power translated into the Greek form is authority. So God gives us the authority to step over the snakes and the scorpions. And he was saying, like, where are snakes and scorpions? They're on the ground below you. God literally gives you the authority to stand above all these demons, all the worldly vices. He gives you the authority to step on and get out your way. You know what I'm saying? But then he also gives you the power. What is it? Um, yeah, the power, overall the power of the enemy. So pretty much there's nothing that your enemies, the people who are around you, the people who you encounter, that they can hurt you because he gives you the power to overcome that. So like, what do you take from that? Ah, that was a whole mouthful, but...
1: Here's the first thing that I think about is one, obviously snakes and scorpions are below you as you said, Mm -hmm. but to have the power or to have the authority over something also doesn't mean that you exercise that authority. Mm. Um, That was just nothing to it, but that was my first thought was like to have the authority, you have the authority to
0: trample over, but it doesn't say that we always do. Mm. Mm. And that's real, because we have uh, we have all the power allotted to us too. Like you said, trample over those things, but we hold ourselves back because we don't. Maybe it's we don't acknowledge that we have the authority to step over in. And what's also interesting is that, which it, it just came to me, is that like if you think about the size of scorpions and snakes compared to us. We obviously have the power, right? Because those are animal things. So when you talk about the worldly devices of the world, we obviously have the power to abstain from certain activities and certain vices. But like you said, we choose not to. Um, and, and another thing that was, that was interesting, that I'll take from what he said, is he used the analogy of a cop um, standing and directing traffic. Right. he does not have who has, if he's standing right in front of a 17 a wheeler or 18 wheeler you know say tractor trailer who has the power the, the tractor trailer but because the cop has the authority because he has that shield he's able to stand there and just put his hands up and it's gonna stop you know I thought that was powerful um, so yeah and he um, as it goes along I think it's down to verse 31 to 33 Um... No, this was, this was another chapter. I didn't get a chance to get um, what book it was in, but he talked about how um, if we seek the kingdom of God, he'll supply and apply us with all the things. Like, And I thought, like, this service was very powerful to me because it was a lot of what I struggle with um, because I'm, I'm a hustler. And, like, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. You know what I'm saying? And I always get too caught up in trying to get it instead of understanding, like, use your talents and your abilities to spread the gospel, to bring others closer to Jesus, to bring yourself closer to the kingdom. And then you don't have to worry about all these worldly things and where your next meal is going to come from and all those things because your mind's in the right place. You know where it should be. Feel free at any point to chime in. I was was about to go
1: completely, completely Mm -hmm. off topic. Let's do Um, it. I'm do it. I was and uh, I was thinking about <clears throat> what it means to have authority and uh, so I was watching this uh, this show so in in this show actually it's a it's an episode of the show uh, the show's called Easy on on this episode specifically there is um, this girl and Long story short, she gets in trouble with her parents, but she wants to be petty because she didn't feel like she deserved any punishment. So she gets punished for it, and her parents tell her that she has to go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't want to go. So basically, this is a pretty well-off family. So you know, basically, she comes back and one, she tries to use the Bible. She tries to use the Bible against them and you know try to twist things around, um, somewhat successfully. So then after that, she decides to take it to another level. So she takes, she hears, I can't even think of specifically. No, she hears basically, she hears the Bible verse that it's more difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than a pastor and than a cow and a pastor died for people, which a lot of us have heard. And then she, so she basically takes that scripture and she decides to take the $50,000 that she had set aside for college, And she donates it all to the church. Just to be petty. Because this is her parents' money that they set aside. But it was like in her name, like for her to go to college. So she donated $50,000 to basically upset her parents. Oh, wow. But, long story short, she actually falls in love. She eventually falls in love with service. But when she goes back to the church, she finds out that the pastor spent all fifty thousand dollars of the money that was donated when she wanted to go towards helping people and bought it a brand new altar. Oh wow. Cause if, you know like if you've seen Catholics, you know, they've got very ornate like mm-hmm. so it spends fifty thousand dollars on an altar. And she was absolutely furious. Um, and that was like, after watching that episode like I'll, I'll, you should should watch that episode, everybody should watch that episode, I'll have to figure out exactly what episode it was, but it was the fact that a lot of times, I feel like we have the power to do things, and we don't realize it, so it's like once you're so, you're so used to hustling, then you're hustling, 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 but you're not realizing the amount of time that you spend hustling, if you put that same amount of energy towards leading people to Christ, like just think about the impact that you could have in, in the realm, in nature. And it's like the same thing, like, we're so, we're so we're trying to to get ahead, do do this or do that. And like, we're used to hustling, we're used to working. And I'm like, if we put forth half, you know, half as much effort as we do in a lot of other things towards Christ, the difference that we can make would be astronomical. And we don't, we just don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. It's like, we have authority over these things, but do we ever? But do we exercise it? Do we use what God's given us? And that's what I think about when I think about any time you have power or authority. And but also when I look at this verse, I have to think about um, there's a reason why it's also snakes and scorpions. These are both really venomous creatures that can actually harm you. Typically, like typically, you don't, when you think of a snake, even though not all snakes are venomous, you think you think of poisonous. Snakes. Snakes. You have the authority to trample over them, but that also doesn't mean that these things aren't a threat. Mm. It's like, yeah, they're in a position that's below you. If you know what you're doing, yes, you can exercise that authority, but a lot of times we're also scared to. Mm. Like, what is that? What is, in my mind, I'm Like, what does that look like? So it's like, okay, if, if I put as much effort, serving Christ and showing people Christ I do to thing, what does that even look like in my life who else does that how does how do I accomplish that and where does that in all honesty it's like how does that help me I think a lot of times we don't see the benefit in it it's like it's easy to hustle for money it's easy to hustle to get ahead because you see a direct benefit from it I
0: like that translation especially that the story in the book because she didn't know that she had that much power in order to, like she had the power necessary to take the money and give it to the church. But she didn't have the authority over the money to figure out where it was going to go. Which I go into the conversation we are talking earlier, but it's a different story. Um, but I think that's
1: twofold because you, ha- you think about her, but you also have to think about that pastor, that reverend, because the truth is, where was where was his mindset? And that comes to the church conversation that we were having earlier. I'm like, yeah, you could to help so many people with this, and instead he got something that wasn't really needed for anything. And like, I, you know, a, a person is supposed to be the leader of that community, and it's like, what did he spend a fifty thousand dollars on?
0: <laughs> he feed nobody. He ain't feed nobody. I just bought another fancy yeah. object. For his congregation. For his congregation. And so he could look it up. And so he could put, I mean, that's even a, a vanity thing. So they can look at him and, and look at the church like, oh, they have all these nice things. That must mean that they're knowledgeable. They know these things. They can lead us to the way they can help us enter the kingdom of heaven.
1: Which comes back to me in my, my mindset of, in the church, are we... Are we always leading people towards Christ? Or are we leading people to follow us? Are we leading people mm-hmm. to follow our congregation? It's like at the end of the day, the altar, the new altar. You had one. You already had one. That new altar is not doing anything for anybody. But we had to get it because we wanted our church to recognize Because we need to be better than the next church we're competing like we're doing this because we're in competition with the next church we're in comp- we're in, more in competition with churches than we are or with the devil and right, right. the devil and trying to battle and trying to get lost souls.
0: and then so that kind of i guess this is a good segue he used an analogy of the lawnmower he says there's two types of lawnmowers right there's the push lawnmower and then there's the drivetrain where it pretty much drives itself. Um, which goes back to what I was saying, like, we get so used to hustling and doing things upon our own will, right? That's us using that push lawnmower. You know I'm saying so we're pushing, sweating our behind off. Do they still um, serve the same purpose? Yes, it cuts grass. But which one is going like which one is going to be easier in a sense which one is going to cause less stress which one is going to get you to finish your goal faster it's the drivetrain lawnmower you know what i'm saying and the drivetrain is is resemblance of seeking the kingdom of heaven and having god guide you you know what i'm saying guide your steps and i one thing i really took from that was because uh me and jackson were talking about this during our, our coaching session um You have to sometimes understand, I feel like we get so comfortable with that dry train lawnmower that we take it for granted. Sometimes it breaks down on us because we don't blow the braids, blades, we don't change sharpen blades, we don't, you know what I'm saying? We just leave the, we don't put new gasoline in it, right? Our faith, we don't restore our faith by, you know what I'm saying? Whether it is reading the Bible or praying daily, you know what I'm saying? And when it runs out, and then we go back to the push lawnmower, instead of understanding, okay, like, I fell off in this area, this area, this area, I need to pick it up, we instantly start doing, what, pointing fingers and blaming. And while we're pushing this lawnmower, instead of trying to find a solution to fix the, the drive lawnmower, we're stuck with this pushing lawnmower. But on the flip side of that, right, those who started off with the push lawnmower Right, sweating their behinds so off they takes them an hour to cut their grass, pushing them up hills. Once they get that drive train they're like, Wow, this is the power that I have. It's the power that I have in Christ. You know what I'm saying? And then they take that and run with it. So there's two sides to it, but I feel like, like I said it all starts from seeking the kingdom of heaven, right? To be able to ride that drivetrain train uh, more. you know, um, but like I said, I think you still have to in life. You're going to have to push that lawnmower. Like, why would I buy you a drivetrain lawnmower when you don't even use the lawnmower that you have? So now you're just letting your grass grow, letting your grass grow, letting your grass grow. God's gonna bless me with the push lawnmower here soon. My dad said he was gonna give me a lawnmower. My dad said he was gonna do this for me, do that. No, do it upon your own will first, and then once that push lawn mower gets clogged up with grass and all types of craziness and nonsense, you know, then that's when you'll be blessed with more. You know, I I think I think a lot of us expect. at least I know, like me growing up, we had a lot of people in the church who expected God to take care of all their problems, like when a lot of the problems were self-inflicted and they could also change themselves, you know, but they're just sitting back and waiting for God instead of taking action. Hop on that push lawnmower and start pushing. Something's gonna happen. The grass is gonna get cut <laughs> or eventually somebody's gonna see you pushing that lawnmower. Oh hey I got another drive lawnmower because somebody bought me another one, you know, for Christmas. Here you go. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's gonna bless you along the way. It's gonna help you do your job more effectively. So I thought that was a very powerful analogy because it relates to so many different areas of life. Right? Just try it first, just, just try. Just try and see what happens. You can make adjustments as you go. Yeah. To me, that comes back to the serpent
1: and the scorpion. You know, it's like, at the end of the day, so you're standing here, you gotta get to that window. In order to get to that window, you're gonna have to get past a scorpion and a, and a serpent You have the authority to do it, but there's the fear component. You know it's going to be dangerous. You know it's not going to be easy. But it's like you have two. You have two choices. You can either completely, completely walk the other direction. You can trample it. You can walk the other direction, or you can take the long. You can take the long way. Walk all the way around because you're too fearful. To really get to where God wants you to go, so instead I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to find my own way out. I'm gonna try to sneak around. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to like no, like God gave you that authority, use it. Like you're the place where He needs you to get. And It's like you can't get there without going
0: through that new process. That was fun. That was fun. Shall we continue? Yeah. I'm
1: probably going. gonna get stuck on another tangent. I'm, I've been. Nah, that's good. We'll I've just, been ten the
0: entire topic the whole way right through. So, I mean, that's uh, that's what it feels like I'm doing as well. We're just sharing our thoughts and our interpretations of what we're getting from the Word, you know. like I think that's all it is. Um, you know, us as, as humans, we can only... We interpret things, we perceive things differently. That one verse, five different analogies just came from that one verse. All different interpretations from two people. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Which, another thing, too, is, like, while he was preaching, like, I noticed, like, he was also praying for, like, the guidance in his words, like, don't let these words be from me, like, be of the world, because it's so easy to be like, yeah, bro, the Bible says we got the power, you know what I'm saying, to do whatever, like, so whatever you want, just go take it, because God gave us the power, alright, see you guys, <laughs> offerings, you know what I'm saying, like, he was actually, I'm saying, wanting to be guided, um, so we'll kind of segue into one thing that he said that really struck a chord with me and said purity in private equals power in public so because so God gave us all these exercises to do how to leap over the snake how to effectively stomp on the snake so it doesn't bite you same thing with the scorpion and how to get rid of it so it doesn't bother you but You don't get that power unless you're practicing what you're preaching. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get the power to trample over these snakes and scorpions if you're out in the world doing all these, uh, doing all these airport bad things, you know? um, Like, if you're living right, if you're seeking the kingdom of God, if you're helping others, if you're doing those small acts in private, right? Not for the public glory or whatever. When you get in public and you go to... I want to say assert your power, but there's other people trying to tear you down. It doesn't matter. You know, like they say like a lot of the people, it's kind of like a basketball player, right? He gets on the court, all the fans is yelling at him and booing at him. It doesn't matter. He's done it so many times that it's butter. It's a free throw, it's butter. Because in private, what is he doing? He's, he's actually working on his game. He's doing what he needs to do. You know what I'm saying? He's taking those steps necessary so when he gets in the game, it's the same thing with the spiritual warfare that we have. Like, if you're not in private reading your Bible, praying, at least meditating on the Word, because that's one thing for me. Like, sometimes I just there might be a verse I'll just think about it and just close my eyes, you know, just for a couple seconds, say a little prayer to myself, and you know, what I'm saying and, and just let it ride from there. But like, if you're not doing those little things in private, you can't expect to have the power, and public it to um, outwit your enemies. You know what I'm saying? And to get past your enemies because if you're not practicing those free throws as soon as you get in the game you're going to miss some clutch free throws that's going to be the reason why you you lose that game with that analogy but I thought that was super powerful like so many times bro like we could do stuff like for example I know right now I could steal this and nothing's going to happen you know what I'm saying but but why? why why would I it, it just serves me no purpose. It's not going to be any close to where I need to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, it's just going to, I don't know, not pastor anything, but I don't know if Christianity teaches karma. I doubt it. But, maybe like, maybe small examples, hints thereof. But like, I believe like karma, like me taking this, this is a bad example because this is worthless, but let's say something that's of worth you know, like one of these chairs. Like, can I take it, throw it in a whip, and we'd be good to go? Yeah, for sure. But there's gonna be another time where somebody's gonna take something in mind. You know what I'm saying? And that's gonna strip me of that power. You know, kind of went off on a tangent on that last analogy, but we'll let it ride. We'll let it ride. Any words? Anything? I think. Uh, so I think of
1: purity and pride think the in private is key and what I mean by that is I feel like a lot of people want to give off the illusion that they practice purity in private but they actually don't and I feel like the want to look pure a lot of times is significantly seen as more important than actually being pure. Mm. Because the truth is a lot of times the Bible the Bible when the Bible says even about purity is the fact that we are impure. We are not we're not God. We're not going to be we are made pure through him. Our our transparency and our relationship with him is what makes us pure. Mm. So the fact that if you cannot come to terms, honestly, if you can't come to terms with your impurity, you can never be pure. Because we are so worried about people seeing that we have problems, that we have issues, that we have things that we struggle with, that we shield that away from everybody else. So instead, we practice purity in public, but we struggle with purity in private. Mm
0: Get poetry snaps. So, that was good. Nah, really, that's that's real. I'm mean, gonna use that with the same analogy. We want to show the the Snapchats and the and the IG pics of us in the gym, but we ain't really putting in no work. We just went in there, got some shots up, poured some water on our heads, and, <laughs> and took a pit and dipped out. You know what I'm saying. Um, oh, okay. So this is a good segue. Um, because uh, we were talking about the power in public, and, it's a, and he used an analogy like in dynamite. He said, like when you have a relationship with God, and you get that power in public. It's kind of like like dynamite. Three things happen: you see it, you hear it, and you feel it. So, like when you're out in public and you're walking, um, walking walk, you know that that godly walk. People are going to see it in your actions, you know, in that in that state of peace that you're in, and in the way that you treat others. They're gonna hear it with the things that, you, that you're saying, things that you're, you know, those things, and then they're gonna feel it. Cause you can feel a vibe, like, from somebody. You can be around somebody and be like, eh, I don't know, like, there's something, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something, nah, I gotta I get started from that. But then there's also those people like, I don't know, there's something about them like, seems like a good, like, a really good person, like, gives off good vibes, you know? And I think that's the same thing with that power, like, thing with dynamite. Like, you see it, you hear it, and you can feel it. And those three things, I feel like, synonymize with, you know, having power in public. You know, that spiritual power. So that's all we're talking about. We're talking about lifting weights and being, you know, yeah, being a bodybuilder. keep Being keen. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> that. What do you think about being keen, man? We am talking about having power in Christ. Grow up the up. What does that mean to what do you get from that analogy? With the power power in public? Yeah. Or oh, dynamite dynamite. Yeah, with the dynamite the seed there feel.
1: I love it. I, I I think and I've seen when you're directly practicing that purity in private and you see like a minister getting ready to give a word let's say after that person has been fasting, you can feel like there's, there's a different energy there. Like you can feel the Holy Spirit. You can feel the move of God at a different level. It's like you can literally feel that, you can feel the presence of God. And there's no, there's no other feeling like that. And as you said, you can feel it. You can you can hear it through their words. You can see you can see it in them. You can see it in the reaction of the people around them. It's in a it's it's almost like electric. Mm-hmm.
0: It's electric.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. Uh, and then another thing, I guess we can. I think this might be the last one, but Luke four um, one. He was basically saying how Jesus was in the wilderness. There was Jesus in the wilderness. He was tempted by the devil 40 days and 40 nights. And when people hear that, they're like, wow, like, that's tough. Like he was able to succumb. And then like you said, he came when he came back from those 40 days and 40 nights, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure he went right to teaching and people like his power, um, like kind of like his aura that feel was very, was very, recognized, you know, at that point. But what's interesting is he was tempted with the same temptations that we're tempted with today. And the devil got the same tricks. What is it? He said, less of the flesh, less of the flesh, less of the eye, the pride of life. Like, those same three things is what he was tempting Jesus with. You know, and it's like, which I think, I'm pretty sure that was a synonymous with that purity in private. Private, it was power in public. Because he's in the wilderness. Ain't nobody around. He could have easily, you know, succumbed to any of these any of these two things, and nobody would know. It could never be written in the Bible. We would never know about it. So but because he was able to, because he was pure in private, when he went out in public to speak to the multitudes of people, right, they were able to see the light of God in him, and you know what I'm saying? they were able to see and feel His purity. And I thought that was powerful. Like. Right? Like very powerful. Like, like don't get me wrong. Like, I I don't fast for forty days and forty nights, but there are times where I might go on like a 20 24 hour fast, and like the pre- like the precise thinking, the you know, like I I feel There's a clarity. That, oh my goodness! It, you you're so so clear. Like yo, know, like all the. Physically and spiritually and mentally. Like physically, I'm getting all this nonsense, and I'll be eating out of my body. Like so I'm basically abstaining from eating, so my body's like, all right, we got to get rid of all this nasty. You know what I'm saying. Uh, spiritually, I feel it too because I have like a very like basketball to me is like a very spiritual um, spiritual experience for me. Like when I'm in the gym working on my game, perfecting my craft, because that's me putting time into the game so I can teach others. You know what I'm saying? I'm, that's me. Perfecting my influence, and you know, figuring out how I can influence others. So, like, that's a really spiritual experience for me. So, there's times where I'll be on like a sixteen-hour fast, going to the gym, and I'm just locked. I'm just all the way locked in. I'm not paying attention to anything, anybody. Like, four hours go by, and I'm like, "Wow, I've been in the gym for four hours. I was supposed to be somewhere thirty minutes ago." You know, like, because I just get so caught up. Like, but I think, like, seeking that purity. You know what I'm saying? Like, seeking taking the steps necessary starting to push that lawnmower like that's where it all starts. like you have to start to push the lawnmower you have to start to get that momentum going then once the momentum going starts going then that's when the blessings come that's when somebody gives you that push lawnmower. now the same goal that you had you're getting it done with that much more efficiency like, i thought that was like very very powerful oh yeah they said I put in my notes here. It was Luke four fourteen. He came back. I said he came back like Super Sam, just cause like <laughs> he was basically doing mental spiritual training for forty days. straight. like imagine boot camp, with soldiers go through. Right? They're in that shit. They're in that. They're in that for like like two months. Right? Like a month. A month. Two months. Going through it. Push ups. Getting yelled at. Make your bed. Do this. Do this. Do mm-hmm. this. And when they come back, they well oiled machines, ready to do whatever it is their goal is, whatever it is the army needs to do. And it's the same thing. They had to go trample the snake. They had to go trample the snake. They had no other choice. They had to go trample the snake. That's what they were designed to do. That's what they were trained to do. That's what we're trained to do. That's what we're trying to
1: do. we had authority, are we going to do
0: it? Yeah. Are we shooting those free throws every day? Those daily readings of the Bible? Those daily prayers of the Bible, actually speaking to people about Jesus and, and His love—are we actually showing that? Can they have that that dynamite see, hear, feel about us, about us? You know, it all comes together. Dynamite! Dynamite! Any last words that you have for anybody listening? It's your first time on the podcast, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, um,
1: it's definitely been a pleasure to be on the podcast. Um, I would love to do it again. I think we had some, some very, very good conversation today. Um, actually, real quick, I want to look at that episode because I really think everybody should go watch it. Let me figure out what episode that is. <laughs> of that show.
0: <clears throat>
1: um, the show is called Easy. It's on Netflix, and the episode is season two, episode six, called "The Prodigal Daughter." It's thirty-two minutes of goodness,
0: and that's the one. Uh about the the young lady who's being rebellious and then donate the money to the church and that's that one yes all right so go check that out and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet hit that subscribe button and go ahead and follow me on the IJizzle at sir @sirbeazus, s-i-r-b-e-a-z-u-s if anybody wants to get in contact with you like they want some like pacers tickets or anything like that or uh um, yeah, they're not going to get any tickets. <laughs> um, I was asking more so for myself.
1: Uh, oh, we can uh, do that off of the podcast. Off the podcast, okay. yeah,
0: right. Off the record. Yeah, we won't <laughs> let anybody know. So no, no more free tickets. But if you <laughs> hit me up, I might be able to sell you some tickets. Um, to be determined, to be determined. But all right, y'all. Y'all have a blessed one. Peace.